on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in a cold Bad bitch, booted swole, got her on bankroll Can't fold, that's a no, headshot, case closed What is up guys, it's Andy Priscilla And this is the show for the real and say goodbye to the lies The fitness and delusions of modern society And welcome to motherfucking reality Guys, today we have Q and AF That is where you submit your questions and I give you the uh, Andy Frisella answer, all right? This is the personal development segment of the show. This is the part where I share with you um, how to fucking win, okay? Because at the end of the day, all these problems that we see in the world, they all come down to us raising our standards, becoming better, and uh, leaving a ripple effect in society that matters, okay? So this is the personal development um, format of the show. Then we have CTI sometimes. That stands for Cruise the Internet. That's where we put up three topics on the news. Uh, we dissect the truth from them, and we make fun of the people who write these articles, and then we identify the problem and talk about the solution. And then, you know, then we have Q&AF like today. So we have problem and solution for CTI, and then we have like in-depth solution here for Q&AF. Then we have real talk. That's where I get on and I just bring you some heat. Uh, if you used to listen to the MFCEO project, we used to call this Thursday Thunder. Um, I need to start doing those again because I actually enjoy those and it's like therapy for me. <laughs> Let's be real. Uh, then we have full length and full length is either where I have uh, my successful kick-ass uh, badass friends come on and talk about how you can be badass too because they are normal humans just like you. Uh, and then we have 75 verses, which is where uh, people who have successfully completed the 75 hard program come on and talk about their journey, which I personally enjoy the most out of all the shows. So, with that being said, where can they submit their questions, Mr. DJ? Yeah, oh, thank you, uh, Mr. Andy, and hello, children. Um, yeah, hello, guys, email, children. email those questions in to askandy at andyforsella.com, and they can be about anything. About what? What's uh, anything? You no know, life, you know, okay. boxes of chocolate. Yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, All whatever. Right. That's fine. That's how we do it. Um, let's see. There's a fee. Fee for the show is very simple. Uh, please tell someone. Okay, we put a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort into this show. Uh, we've been doing it for a long time. I do it out of a sense of obligation. I don't run ads for the show and I don't run ads on the show, even though I could get paid a lot of extra money by doing so. I do not want anyone to uh, get information that is, that is uh, bought and paid for. It's just not mm -hmm. what I'm about. So I want to keep the message pure. That's really why I don't do it. Um, so yeah, that's the show. Okay. So if you like the show, if it brings you some value, if it teaches you some things, if it makes you laugh, um, which it will, because we're funny as fuck. Yeah, bro. Um, please share. All right. So Q and AF, huh? Yeah, let's let's get into it, bro. Yeah, all got, right. What, what what's going on? I got you got three good, good ones for I, me? I got some good ones for you. <laughs> got some good ones for you. All right. Uh Andy, question number one. Uh, I've been growing my business for the last four years. Um, and besides paying for the absolute necessities, I've reinvested everything back into my business. Mm -hmm. We're finally in a comfortable spot, and I was curious when would be an appropriate time for me to start paying myself more than the bare minimum. You'll know when you know. Um, if you care about your business and you care about the goals long term and you care about what you're trying to do long term, it's going to become very obvious to you when you should start paying yourself a little bit more. Now, people come to this decision uh, with great anxiety because mm -hmm. for me in the beginning of my business, you know, the first three years we didn't take any money. Um, 
I'm not saying we didn't take a dollar. Like we might've went and bought McDonald's or something. Right. But it wasn't like we were getting paid. Right. Um, then for the next, uh, seven years, we made $695 a month. Okay. For $58,000 total for the first 10 years. Um, and that sounds pretty bad, uh, because it was pretty bad and I was pretty bad. And you should take this as an indicator that you are probably smarter than me. Um, <laughs> and if I can do all this crazy, this is kind of the premise of the whole fucking thing. Yeah. All right. I'm an idiot and I figured it the fuck out. So I'm pretty confident that you could figure it out too. Uh, but I can, I had a lot of anxiety that 11th year when mm -hmm. I went to pay myself something that was appropriate. And what people miss is during that year five, six, seven, eight, nine, we could have paid ourselves, yeah. but we chose to reinvest. Yeah. And yeah. so when I tell the story, sometimes it sounds like, oh, we were failing so bad. Yeah. Struggling for 10 yeah. years straight. And, yeah. and some, you know, and just like everybody, uh, we like to make our story sound a little bit better. And, you know, sometimes I forget to mention that, you know, in year six, seven, eight, nine, and 10, we were reinvesting heavily and foregoing mm. paying ourselves to get our business up and running. And that's a very important detail that I need to be better about sharing because it's the truth. Yeah. And um, like knowing that you could have took more. Yes. But and you, that, yeah, yes. Yeah. And that's very important for people to understand because a lot of people will ask me, they're like, well, how'd you open 10 stores in 10 years if you didn't get paid? Well, that's how I did it. Exactly. <laughs> I didn't get exactly. paid. So, uh, so you have to understand that, you know, any money that you take personally um, is money that you're not investing in your business. And it's yeah. growth that your competitor may possibly be getting over you. Yeah. Um, with that being said, there's a quality of life aspect to this. Like how long and how willing are you to do without to achieve your goal? I think that's the ultimate question mm -hmm. here. Um, personally, looking back, um, I think, I mean, looking back from where I'm at now, because I've sort of achieved all my financial goals that I ever really set for myself um, at 42, which is weird. But yeah. anyhow, um, when I look back and I look at like, you know, I look at all the cool things and I look at like this company and I look at, uh, you know, the cool shit I've been able to experience, the, the, the properties that I've had and the cars I've had and all, you know, all the shit you guys think is the, the thing. That's not the thing at all. Mm. Um, the, thing, the thing that ultimately is for me um, and has become for me is, is a finishing a project that I set out to do. Yeah. And um, when I walk through my garage and, and I notice these material things, I mean, yes, I think they're cool, but I could easily do without all of them if I could still come to work every day and invest and put in. And so what I'm trying to get, get you to understand is don't be in a hurry to go to the material shit because it's cool temporarily. Mm. And you, what, what will happen is you'll come back to the project and you'll start to find motivation and inspiration in the project. Like for me, my motivation and inspiration is to help build careers and amazing lives for people who have helped me build an amazing career in life. Right. And there's a lot of people in this building. There's 400 people here on any given day um, that I am obligated to, to help create these paths. Mm -hmm. And I personally wouldn't, I would trade all my material shit to be able to complete that project. 
And I guess what I'm trying to say in a very long-winded way is don't be in a hurry to take the most money that you can. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the longer that you can live below your means um, and be really, really happy and okay with that, uh, the more successful you'll be in business. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, because, dude, look, um, the once you're past a certain point, of being able to do certain things, all the rest of the shit is diminishing returns. When I could go to dinner with my team and my friends or whoever and float the bill and not like literally care, like if it was $800, I didn't give a fuck. Right. That everything above that, every car, every house, every mm. fucking private jet, all the sh- cool shit that I've been able to experience. It's just cool shit, man. Right. Like, right. and I can, it's not, it doesn't define me. So you have to understand that if you can be the entrepreneur who lives below, and by the way, I still live way below my means, um, believe it or not. Uh, And that's another thing. I would set a rule, like set your rule. You know, um, my rule has always been fun shit for me is 10% of my income. That was going to be my follow-up. Okay. It's like, like, should we attach that percentage, right? So so I've always learned to live on 10% of my income. Mm. I still follow that rule. Right. Okay. People think about like, well, how the fuck is that possible? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you're running a business that's, that gets to a certain scale. That's why you want to continue to invest. Right. Because eventually you'll be able to live the amazing life that you want on a, on a small percentage of your income. And you will be very comfortable living that life and you're not stressing. You're not like, you don't feel like a fraud. You don't feel mm-hmm. like you're faking it. You don't feel like, you know, cause I felt like that before. Everybody feels like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So if you, if you are responsible, it's just like with 75 heart, when you do all the shit that you know you're supposed to do, it makes you feel good. Right. So when you're living below your means and you're investing in the things, you know, um, that are going to pay off later, that's the right way to do it. Right. And you can have a lot of peace operating your business that way yeah you know what i mean uh, it's just fucking it's genius because you're not you're not increasing the percentage for yourself you're just increasing the fucking pie well yeah but 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 that's there's two kinds of people yeah there's people who try to increase the percentage because they haven't grown the, pro- the thing properly and eventually they get themselves in a bind mm-hmm. because what happens is they start making decisions inside their business to accommodate their needs for their income right and that's when they're in really deep shit right Like they need, you know, they need 30 grand to pay the rest of their bills off this month. So they run a sale on fucking the 29th of every month. Right. That is a trap you cannot get out of. So don't start. And I think a lot of people allow themselves to be pressured, especially with Instagram, um, you know, where you have all these younger kids who are fucking, you know, lying about how much money they make and trying to act like they're big baller shit at 22 years old. And it really fucks the younger generation's mind up because they make they think like they're wasting their time building something real. Right. Um, when in reality, those people will expire. Mm-hmm. And if you're investing in a real business, even if you're going door to door to door right now, like I used to have to do, which is basically the way every business starts, in 10, 15 years from now, those fucking people who were making you feel stupid aren't there, you won't even remember their names. Right. You won't even remember who the fuck they were. Like I, I can remember so many people making fun of me when I was building my, when, when Chris, when it was just Chris and I, and we were running the stores, making fun of me because we were, uh, you know, we weren't making any money. And 
We were doing it for five or six years and people were like, bro, when are you going to like really like stop this? This is a fairy tale, you know, get a real job, right? right. You know, and, and dude, you know, those things to this day still drive me. Like I still am driven by those things. So I'm glad they happen. And I hope they happen to you too, so that they continue to drive you. Yeah. Um, And they will. That's real. Because most people can't believe in anything before they see the end product. Yeah. Like people still, people still. When I say, hey, this is what we're going to do, they still look at me and they're like, oh, okay. It's like, all right, dude, well, what have I not done that I said I was going to do? Right, right, right. You know, maybe, maybe it takes me a little longer. Maybe it's not as pretty as I say it's going to be to get there, but we're fucking getting there. Yeah. You know, and that's the mentality you have to have. Yeah. So, and one final little follow-up. So, what was that, what was that first, like, real payment to yourself like? Because you said, like, there was a sense of anxiety there. 12 years in, I bought a Lamborghini. Hmm. Yeah. So first 10 years, I made 58 grand. 11th year, I made six figures. Mm -hmm. 12th year, I made seven figures. I bought a Lamborghini. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I figured that was an appropriate reward. Yeah. For 10 years of no fucking pay. For sure. Okay. For sure. Why why do you, I'm sorry, because it's a good conversation, but why, where do you think the anxiety really comes from though? Like what? Well, because, dude. You know, you put, like you're fucking 12 years in, you know you put the work in. Here's the other thing. For two years, I owned the fucking car. I didn't let anybody know I owned it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> because I was embarrassed. Mm. Right? I come from a place in life of just regular people. Mm. Right? And I know what regular people fucking say about, about that kind of shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. I know exactly what they say. Because I've been sitting there when other people drive by. Yeah. And that kind of shit. And they're like, oh, look at this fucking guy. And I'm sitting here thinking like, well, that's going to be me, bitch. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and you know, so... Uh, I was very lucky to have some really good employees. My uh, Mike Taylor and Kyle Combs. Uh, I can remember we were sitting at Helen's one night and they brought, they, we were sitting up at Helen Fitzgerald's and we were having a couple of beers. And this is like, you know, they were like, bro, I got a, there was a Lamborghini uh, right in front of me on the way here. And he showed me the video. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I go, I got Lambo. And I finally, cause I had a couple of beers. I told them and they yeah. were like, no fucking way. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. And bro, they loved it so much mm. that it gave me permission. It took that embarrassment feeling away. Yes, and what I re- and then I had a conversation with my my business friend, um, who also drove. Uh, he, he drove nice cars, and I said, "Hey, dude, like, what do you do with employees that like hate on you for that shit?" And he goes, "Do you really want employees that hate success?" Mm. And I'm like, "No, no, I don't." Yeah, and it changed my perspective. Yep. So, you know, there's a growing process there. Yeah. You know, now I know everywhere I go, like if I'm driving one of my cars and I pull up somewhere, I know there's a percentage of people who are inspired. And I know there's a percentage of people who are like, fuck that guy. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'm not here for the fuck that guy people. I'm here for the people that are inspired. Fuck yeah. And I mean, that's very, very uh, evident here, especially because you go in a parking lot here. We got a nice parking lot. It's a nice fucking parking lot. Everybody here, most of the people here, you know. Like well, it's not cool because it's no longer just you with well, your car, you right? Know like what's cool, bro? That are, that you know what's cool is a lot of those people with those, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100000 dollars vehicles sitting out in the fucking lot, they started here at the fucking very beginning. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And and you know, we got guys here who are buying million dollar houses. Mm-hmm. Like that shit in, in million million dollar houses is like five million in California, right? Like that. That's a that's so, a fucking house. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, like, you know, um, you know, I, I guess a million dollar house doesn't sound as cool as it used to, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we throw in the Putin price hike. Economy. Huh? 
Biden's account. Yeah, but you guys get what I'm saying. <laughs> They're buying adult houses. Yeah. Like not fucking little crackerjack houses. Right, These right. are like nice ass fucking, I'm a grown adult, badass fucking places to live. Fuck yeah. Yeah. We just happen to live in Missouri. Yeah. So where yeah. it's not. A, it's, it's just cool to see the ripple effect of inspiration, man. You know what I'm saying? I, it's, it's, it's cool shit to see. Look, dude, I got respect for anybody that that is willing to go and put themselves through that period of time where everybody's laughing and everybody's criticizing and everybody's questioning um, and everybody's making fun of you. And, and, you know, a lot of you guys, you don't understand where I come from when I get intense and I uh, get angry and like start like talking about like, listen, that all, all that, that intensity that I have, that first of all, it comes from a place of love. I want you to fucking win. But second, it comes from a place of reality because I know what it takes to win and it's really fucking hard. Yeah. And it might appear that, like, for me, it might appear easy, but you got to understand, I'm surrounded by fucking... Um, dude, everywhere I look, 10 deep, I'm surrounded by hardworking winner motherfuckers. Right. So it, the only reason it looks easy for me now is because I paid those dues for 20-something years. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, and easy is still relative. Yeah. And this... <laughs> no, yeah, it's very... You know what I'm saying? That's right. right. The problems... You, you never get rid of your problems. They just change. Right. And... um. You know, I would rather have the problems I have now than that. It's and bro, you're with me every day. You yeah, know, like there's days shit. where I fucking melt the fuck down, dude. And, you know, I would love to sit here and pretend like I'm one of these other guys that pretends like I'm all fucking collected all the time and right. this and that. But like, dude, look, I'm a human. Like I lose my temper sometimes. Sometimes I say shit that I don't mean. The one thing, the one good thing about me is that I'll think about it for for the next however long it takes until I realize if I was actually wrong or right. And you know what I do when I realize I was wrong? I apologize. Mm -hmm. You know what I do when I realize I was right? I go and I say, hey, bro, look, I went too hard on you, um, but here's the point. We still got this and yeah. this and yeah. and, and, yep. and so, dude, you know, I'm working to be better every single day. Yeah. Um, and it's hard. It's hard for anybody that's working to be better in any, in any regard. But if you're out there trying to build a business and you're at that beginning level and you're just starting to get paid, um, I would proceed with caution. You know what I'm saying? Treat yourself a little bit. Maybe go on a trip. Maybe, maybe, um, you know, maybe you upgrade your car from, uh, you know, your your X payment to, you know, double that payment or something. Like, dude, yeah, yeah. but don't go fucking crazy. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, you your equity and your big payoff in life is going to be that those companies that you're building. So make sure that you're watering and nurturing and taking care of those by investing properly in them. And that means that you get to go along with less. Mm. Listen, dude, some of the best times of my life came from those times I'm talking about. Mm. You know, the, the strongest bonds I have with people are with the people that were with me during those first 15 fucking years. You know what I'm saying? And 10 years from now, it'll be from the people that are around me now. Right. You see what I'm saying? Those things just take time to happen but they're worth the struggle. And so don't get caught up in the, uh, and I got to have material. I love material shit. It's a great motivator. Yeah. Okay. But don't get caught up in trying to keep up with some other motherfucker who stretched himself thin to appear a certain way for yep. other people. Yep. You, you see, yeah. be, be, proceed with caution. You'll know when. You'll know. That's real, man. All right. Question number two. Andy, uh, with all the shit going on, uh, the attacks on our children, um, the question is, how would you go about instilling mental toughness and discipline in children in today's world? Well, you know, the powerless <clears throat> is a great tool that, uh, you guys can learn about on episode 16. It's called win the day. 
uh, and I also make a little product for kids uh, that's a kid's power list, okay? And it's basically a way to te teach your kids how to attack goals. Um, I think that is an excellent way to start your kids even when they're young because what kids fundamentally have to understand is that what you invest, you will get out. Input, okay? output. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Input, output. One plus one equals two. They're going to go to school and they're going to go to high school and they're going to hear all these theories about how the world's unfair and it is, but it's, it's, it's unfair. It's the most unfair, fair place in the world. Yeah. It's not how they think it is. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it unfair? Yes, it is. If you do nothing, <laughs> but if you put in, you will get out and that's a reality. All right. And there's too many experiences, too many testimonies, too many examples to ever argue that, okay? Mm -hmm. I could sit here, you could, if you want to sit in this chair, anybody, and tell me about your victim story, I will be able to dissect and point out where you could have went differently, all right? And where you could go differently from here. So I'm not a buyer of the victim bullshit, all right? So the point is, I think the biggest thing parents need to do is they need to take uh, seriously the idea of investing in their children at the base concept that you could be literally anything you want and you can accomplish anything you want if you are willing to invest, okay, into the inputs that produce the outputs. Yeah. And that's why I started writing children's books. That's why I made the, uh, the children's power list uh, journal because these things matter to instill into your children before they get into our school system if you're still planning on sending them so to our real. school system. That's real. So if I were sending my kids to a public school system, I would make sure that the fundamental truths that we hold in our family are understood and that that child understands that when they go to school, they're going to hear this and this and this, and those things may have some validity, and they may not have some validity, mm -hmm. all right? There's a lot of freedom and gray area in the way our kids are taught right now, which is why you're seeing people lose their shit about it. Right. But at the end of the day, it's up to the parents to teach the kids the basic things. And so I think if you really want to take the output of your kids becoming great people seriously, you have to develop the base before they ever get into the school. Yeah. And that's, that's on you. So yeah. that's what I would recommend, man. That's real. Yeah. I also think parents need to start whooping their fucking kids' ass now. Well, you know, I always say, you know, if I ever have kids, it's going to be just so I can beat them. <laughs> Write a letter to somebody. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Dude, that's real. My mom told me when I was younger, man, she said, I whoop your ass so the world don't have to. And like, I mean, it didn't really make sense until I got a lot older, but it's real shit, man. Real shit. That's awesome. All right. Let's move on to our third and final question. Question number three. Andy. Uh, I've been with my current employer for about three months now. Some of my coworkers have a negative attitude and energy about management. They're constantly complaining and making negative remarks. I don't want to be consumed by the negativity or contribute to the problem. What's your advice on how to respond to these remarks since I'm new to the company and don't have the same perspective as them? Well, you know, when you're new to the company and you, you I guess they're having like establish employees like be cancerous to them a little bit yeah is that is that what it is to them complaining about management complaining about fucking just yeah well you know you have to employees. understand and be an adult that there's always going to be things that people don't like 
about their job mm. and people's propensity is to bitch. Yeah. And in most workplaces, uh, cancer goes unregulated and tolerated, which is why the culture of most companies is terrible and why most companies don't produce. Yeah. Okay. So I would look at that situation from two lenses. One, I would understand that there's going to be people, even in the most well-run organizations on the planet that are still like that. Okay. No one's ever going to be pleased with every single aspect of what they have to do for a living. Yeah. Like there's things I have to do every single day that I don't like. Yeah. Okay. Um, there that's going to be reality, but the greater good of do I love my life or not is, is, you know, we're talking about, I got to do 5% you know, shit I don't like to have 95% of the ultimate dream life. Exactly. And that's the reality for most people. And most people amplify their negatives to a point where it's all they focus on and all they hear. So they feel upset. And so you have to sort of understand human nature before you get riled up about something like that. The second lens I would look through is like, Hey, there's an opportunity here. Mm. Okay. Because uh, the opportunity is these people don't like being here. They're not willing to do what needs to be done here. I can do what needs to be done here. And if you're in the right place, you'll be recognized for that and you'll move along uh, at a reasonable pace. Um, so if I'm new in a new company and some people that come to me and they say this and this and this and this and this, I look at them. I'm like, okay, losers. Like, oh, I'm going to go fucking win. Right. And that's where I, that's how I operate. Like, I don't, I don't listen to people. I don't take, pe I have to, this is good and bad, by the way. I don't listen to people and I have to learn the hard way, right? Um, or I don't listen to people and I have to find out for myself. Yeah. And sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. But I certainly am not going to adopt the mindset of some weak-minded people and some people who lack gratitude and appreciation for the best things in their life and join them. Right. Like, that doesn't make sense. Right. You know, so I would say, you know, maybe don't entertain it. Just fucking... Keep the mouth shut when that shit comes to you and move along. Mm -hmm. Definitely don't contribute to it. And, uh, you know, if you're brand new, you might not want to be abrasive and say, hey, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, if it continues, maybe you say, hey, look, dude, I'm here to win. And they'll leave you alone. You won't hear it no more. Right. Like, if you look someone in the face who's complaining and say, hey, look, dude, I don't care. I'm here to fucking win. <laughs> they will leave you alone. Yeah. Like, it's that simple. Yeah. Like, dude, when pe people don't bitch to me, you know why? Because I'm going to say that. Yep. I'm going to say, hey, you know what? I didn't like that a bird shit on my fucking car this morning, <laughs> but I'm here to fucking win. You know what I'm saying? Did you get your shit done? Yeah. So, so that's how we got to, you know, we've got to, we've got to understand that people are going to cry. People are going to bitch. Uh, but sometimes, and especially, and I'll give this, you know, this is a really good point. I think for anybody taking a new job, because a lot of people are doing so right now is that there is a lot of people who are just not, helpful in the workplace. And if you work, if you move into a company and you're brand new and you can figure out how to be helpful very fast, mm -hmm. you will, you will, you will come in hot. Okay. Yep. And you will stand out. What you don't want to do when you're taking a new position is to come in, do what everybody else does and get lost in the shuffle. Right. And then when you finally figure out what's what, you know, you start to like, Say, okay, well, I'm going to work a little harder. And then you stand out. Well, well, dude, people can get lost for two or three years in the fucking shuffle, right? You don't want to do that. So when you're new, you have an opportunity to really stand out because you're new. Mm -hmm. And my advice to anybody who's new at any position anywhere, 
is to totally ignore people like that yeah. and do whatever the fuck it is that is required of you the best you possibly can because the management is probably aware of those people. And if you can jump ahead of them by just making them look shitty by outworking them, mm -hmm. that benefits you. Yeah. So that's the opportunity there. You want to move fast and you want to utilize the natural uh, recognition that you're going to have just from being new. You want to leverage that to your benefit so that you can maybe jump two or three places ahead very fast instead of getting caught in the riffraff because you're hanging with the riffraff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I would definitely wouldn't eat lunch with those people. No. I wouldn't sit with those people. I wouldn't hang around those people. I wouldn't be seen talking to those people because, dude, the truth is the upper management fucking knows. Mm. Like, you know. You know who the fucking people mm -hmm. are. You know who the cancers are. You know who the who the Little you know clicks are. The melancholy yeah. people yep. are. You know who the enthusiastic people are. You know, you know, as the owner, the owner knows unless he's like in Florida every fucking day. All right, but whoever's on site running shit knows. So when you're a new employee and you uh, make those people your friends, you automatically get lumped in with those people. So the best way to navigate a new job is that when people come and fucking complain to you about the shit when you're brand new and try to suck you in, stay the fuck away from them. Mm -hmm. Like, go the other way. Even if it means you're, you're doing shit on your own. Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do is get lumped in with them, and then them, the management CU is just a body as opposed to an asset. Yeah, or he cleans houses, and because you have no equity, you're gone. <laughs> well, whatever the fuck that meant. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like he fires the fucking little cancer cell. <laughs> this is the most confusing analogy yeah. ever. I, hey, no, I'm look, saying like if you, if you, you just... It's, Whatever, whatever you meant there, I'm sure it made sense to you. But like, right. no, if, if like the owner cleans, like if he fucking fires all those fucking people, and yeah. because you were lumped in that, you're gone now too. Yeah, yeah. You have no oh, equity. You didn't put no value. In. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, yeah you're gone too. Yeah. Fuck you, Madai. <laughs> <laughs> guys, and that's three, man. That's three. Go pay the fee. <laughs> all right, guys. I'll see you later. Sleeping on the floor, now my jewelry box froze Fuck a bowl, fuck a stove, counted millions in the cold